good morning, good morning, good morning. It is morning where I am. Uh, welcome back to my channel. This is Velvety. And thank you for joining me on another episode where I get to talk about my favorite, favorite people, BTS, and all of its members, all seven members. But today, we are going to focus on one member in particular. But before that, if you'd like to get notification of when I upload a new episode, hit that follow button on any of your favorite uh, streaming platform where my podcast is. And if you would like to drop me a line and say hello, you can visit my website, thefalcatee.com. The link will be in the description. So today, we are going to focus on the leader of all leaders of the K-pop world. The best lyricist and writer, in my opinion, and probably a lot of others. The man that is Kim Namjoon, and if you don't know who that is, that is RM of BTS, formerly known as Rap Monster, because he is a beast on the microphone, so that name really fit him, <laughs> even though now he's pretty much um, embarrassed, the fact that he calls himself Rap Monster, but it was very, it, it was very um, fitting because of how uh, much of a monster he was on the microphone when it came to his words, his lyrics, um, his wordplay when he rapped. So it was fitting, but you know, I guess growing up, he didn't want to be known as a monster, quote unquote. But we know, you know, we we don't um, make fun of him for that. But let's talk about the leader today that a lot of people call the president. Um, there's uh, reactions that I watch of BTS, and that's how I got to know more about them. And they always call him the president, like salute the president. And then there's another guy, um, Nigel, who calls him Optimus Prime. And it's like, that's, you know, I never looked at it, at him that way. But when he said it and, you know, knowing who Optimus Prime is, it's like the, everything could be going crazy. You know, if you watch any of the Transformers, I'm a big Transformers fan. It's like any, everything could be going crazy, or everything could be kind of chaotic, and then he, and then pretty much Optimus Prime comes in and and gets everybody in line, and then everything just starts going like it's supposed to, and that pretty much represents RM in a lot of ways. I, first of all, he, if you don't notice, if you haven't listened to my um, episodes of how I became ARMY, RM is actually the person that I noticed first. You know, they always ask you, like, who did you notice first? Who was your bias then? Who was your bias now? You know, sometimes they have those 
memes on uh, Instagram or, you know, shorts or something like that on uh, YouTube. So RM is actually the member that I noticed first um, for a couple of reasons. One, first of all, he was tall as hell. Not just the fact that he was tall, but it was like when I first watched the carpool karaoke and he was sitting in the front. He's talking to James Corden. I was like, okay. And I was like, well, I was like, oh, okay, he speaks English. And then, you know, he said, no, this is a famous story. He learned how to speak English, um, watching Friends. Um, I have seen some episodes of Friends. Um, it was cool, you know. It was cool. Maybe I need to watch it more or something. It was cool. I do like living single myself, so I like that. <laughs> Those group of friends, so um, yeah. So that's what I grew up on. But anyway, what I liked is you know the way he talked and and how he expresses himself. I'm pretty sure you know we know he was born September 12, 1994. He's a 94 line along with J-Hope um he's not the oldest in the group you know he's in the middle so when you know he was the first person that was brought on to be a member you know to, to go into the idol training and to be a member of this group you know, he used to go by Raunchy Ronda back in the day when he used to underground rap, which we'll talk about underground rapping for a second. Like being an underground rapper, there's a lot of rappers who started out as an underground rapper. A lot of the famous ones that you know now, you know, that are all over the charts or, you know, who ruled back in the 90s, early 2000s, whatever the case is. Nobody aspires to stay an underground rapper. Let's just keep that in mind. So, to know that he was um, criticized for going into the idol training and becoming a part of a group and actually getting a chance to display his talent, it's pretty ridiculous because most rappers start out as an underground rapper underground rapper doesn't mean that you're you know oh you you are definitely part of hip-hop no most underground rappers don't want to stay an underground rapper it's called underground because they're not known you know they might be known around their neighborhood but they're not known to the masses to the public to people you know really seeing their true talent that's why it's considered underground it's like i'm gonna need people to take a history lesson in hip-hop before they start criticizing people in their choices like jay-z started as an underground rapper dmx was an underground rapper a battle rapper you know all of them were battle rappers underground rappers biggie was around uh underground rapper like but did they want to stay that way if you know anything about their story they never wanted to stay there you know dmx you know he was just um uh, rest in peace to dmx i love dmx i think he was more worried about 
sign into someone and have them change him. That's what it is. That's another thing about rappers too is that they don't want to go like and get this contract from this record company and then the company's trying to change who they are. And so, you know, being a rapper, you want to be able to stay true to who you are along with getting the opportunity to show people your talent. And RM was able to do both. Whether you think so or not, it's like, listen, if I have a chance to to show my talent to the world, why would I want to stay underground? That doesn't make you more authentic. That's why that... um, (laughs) It is appreciation for 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 RM because it's like I would have lost it with that interview, and we gonna talk about just that interview just for a second with Be Free years old, but it still triggers people when they see it. And you know, getting into the fandom, and I saw that the first thing I said was there was there was one thing there was, there was a couple of things I said when I first saw it. First of all, I said I wish I was in that room. That was the first thing I said. The second thing I said was, who are they to tell somebody what authentic hip-hop artist is? What do you know about it, is the question. It has nothing to do with it. And see, I'm a person who feels like you don't have to be a certain race to do rap. It doesn't. As long as you're good and you're authentic to yourself and you rap about your life, that's all that matters. That's what rap, that's what hip-hop really is. You rapping about your life being true to yourself it doesn't matter in what form you do it as long as you rap about something that's it's like if you were born in a poor neighborhood but you rapping about all this money that's not being true to yourself but it's like if you rap about your struggles and whether it be struggles of you know the criticism you get or you know the struggles in your life or whatever cases and that's what you rap about that's what makes you a true hip-hop art that's what hip-hop is it's telling your truth that's like i wanted to sit in that room just tell them like how dare you talk about <laughs> what's true to hip-hop what do you know you sitting over there Nobody knows who you are. Nobody will never know who you are. And now the only reason why people know who you are because you criticize two people who decide to do something with themselves. And then they said, oh, you know, uh, women wear makeup. Like, first of all, everybody wears makeup. If you going on any kind of TV or doing any kind of video or any, everybody wears makeup. Kids, men, women, everybody wears makeup. So th- them saying that, and it was like, that whole interest, I said, child, if I was in that room, I would have been like, and what makes you the expert at, at hip hop? Because you sitting here with dark shades on and a cap and some quote unquote hip hop gear that makes you a hip hop expert. Please go sit down. Like, just please stop. And I commend, that's what makes um, RM so, like, that's what makes him the person that he is because he really could have went in on them too he probably could have and he kept his composure because first of all he was being disrespected it's like how do you answer this without really telling somebody it's like you could go about it one or two ways you could either try to answer the question without getting defensive and, and, and really really going at this person 
or you can just be quiet and let them talk and it's like he did the first because it's like he's answering and they're just saying whatever and it's like you don't even know the history of hip-hop what the hell are you talking about no underground rapper wants to stay underground if you ask any underground rapper, do you want to stay unknown? Do you not want to go anywhere with your career? They will not. They'll be like, there will be not one person that'll be like, yeah, I want to stay that way. No, that's not how that works. But that's what I commend him on of, of being in situations where he knows how to compose himself and how to answer the question and pretty much give a response without really like coming off combative because that's what he can do but it's like he doesn't and he learned how to master that this is why he's the leader let's talk about his words like sir you have written some of the best lyrics in bts songs ever when i found out he wrote what was it Singularity? Singularity. And I think they said he wrote it after having like, was it Singularity or Serendipity? One of them he wrote, and this was like after he came out of surgery or something. And it's like, what were you thinking about under there? And the fact that you wrote either one of those songs after that? That's too much. It's like... That's a, that's a, that's, that's talent. And it's like, he, and I love the fact that he, he appreciates the arts and appreciates reading. You know, this is probably why he is so good when it comes to his lyrics, because he reads a lot and reading expands your mind, expands your vocabulary, expands your wordplay. It does a whole lot when you read. And so, a lot of times, some of the best writers are avid readers, definitely. And we always see him with a book, no matter where they are. They have Bon Voyage and in the suits, this man reading the book. Although, sir, you could put on a pair of pants when you read, wearing shorts and a tank top and in the suit too, reading the book. That was a, a lot. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that minute but you know I that's what I appreciate about him that he was not the oldest member in the group and yet even members who are older than him they respect him for making the decisions that he made I'm pretty sure as the leader he's been put in some pretty tough spots because you know the company may want him to do things as a leader but at the same time he's a member of this group it's like he's in the middle somewhere and it's like you know anything I found out you know when it comes to K-pop that anything goes wrong with the group first thing they're gonna do is blame the leader it's like listen you know and we could talk about and I'm gonna talk about the, uh, the controversy with, you know, sometimes their lyrics and when they thought BTS was misogynistic. I'm like, okay, I understand the country that they come from is more conservative than others. So I can understand to some degree why it can be taken out of 
context. But when I read the lyrics of their song, it was like, I don't know, maybe because I'm American and I've heard way worse <laughs> directly. It's like there is no double meaning to what the person said. It means exactly what they said. I didn't find any of it to be misogynistic. Now, you know, some people are like, oh, well, you know, that's what it is. And it's like, that's okay. That's okay to your opinion if this is what you feel misogynistic is. Misogynistic is pretty much a person who hates a woman. Hates a woman. Not somebody who talk, you know, just talk about a woman. We talk about somebody who actually hates a woman. And uh, say things that... Uh, you know shows their hatred for women that's a that's a misogynist it's like a, as a misogynist person hates women now I felt like you know they had lyrics where they like women a little too much you know but not in a too much kind of way I don't feel it's too much but it's like when you're young this is what it is you're your homos all over the place you going through things and expressing things and stuff like that did I find it to be offensive I didn't I found it to be the exact mind of a person that's that's that age but I understand if you come from a country that's more conservative where you know things are a lot different where you will you won't ever see a female even wearing a low-cut shirt but they can wear skirts that's right underneath their behind I'm a little confused with that but you know it's okay you know there's certain things that's okay and that's acceptable and stuff like that but there's a fine line to that and you know he's had to apologize for that and talk to a feminist about lyrics and stuff and it's like I'm glad they were able to grow from it I just wish that it wasn't a situation where it you know it went to that point you know because like I said if you find that those lyrics to be offensive, my gosh, the music over here will make your head spin. It really would. And it's like, do I fault those artists for saying the lyrics that they say? No, that's how they feel. Does it, does it offend me? No, I'm not the woman that they're talking about. Why do I care? They talking about the women that they dealt with. They should be the ones that's offended. Why would I be offended as a woman over somebody else's encounters with certain women that they've had? I wouldn't be offended by that. Now, if you came out and said all women, then that's different. But if you didn't, then it's like, why would I care about it? But anyway, he is <laughs> one of the best lyricists out there. And his words, definitely, when it comes to BTS songs, is unmatched. Um, his own raps is unmatched. Let's talk about his solo work. First of all, his first mixtape should be on Spotify. Spotify, I'm talking to you. His first mixtape, you know, everybody like Mono Mono. Everybody knows Mono, but it's like we just gonna skip over his first mixtape with Do You and Joke. Let's talk about Joke for a second because here's the thing. Joke is one of those songs that easily puts him in one of the top rappers of all time. I don't care what, you know, and this is not me talking as a BTS fan. This is somebody who's talking as a fan of hip-hop, a fan of, you know, a person who grew up 
uh, with that ever and 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 know what true hip-hop is and that song is true hip-hop period the way he delivers it his lyrics his his imagery in the video just everything about that song and i feel like that song did not get enough attention from army you know from army period there's a lot of people they like you know i've seen the comments under the video because when i came across it the crazy thing is, is as i'm diving down the rabbit hole of bts i happen to see you know reactions to um some of their song like i saw the songs saw some of the videos and i saw some reactions to it and so what happens is you keep getting recommended videos recommended videos and then there was one reaction that i got to i think it was um one of his songs and i was like what is this i was like he came up with his own music and then i seen him with the hair i was like that must have been early on that was uh, rm with his platinum blonde hair that's oh boy that needs to make a comeback i'll tell you that i was digging that his i was digging that color on him i was like i think that was like maybe a year after they debuted so maybe a year or two i said yeah that color needs to make a comeback for real when they did danger and he had that that platinum blue can't tell me he did not mm. anyway let's talk about joe so i came across his music i was like oh he made songs by himself and so when i saw the do you video it recommended joke i was like what is this man when i tell you i was floored by joke and i see that you know army didn't give and i'm gonna say army because i'm pretty sure army knows about it army didn't give this song this video enough attention and it should have you know right now it's still sitting at 18 million views and it's like this song came out years ago like, I don't know, 2014, 2016 or so. And it's like, how did y'all miss this? <laughs> did, I understand this ain't your cup of tea, but I'm going to tell you something. And then you got people in the comments that's like, oh, baby army don't know about it. It ain't baby army that don't know. It's older army who knew about it when it first came out and didn't give it attention. You got to remember. Y'all that knew B, you know, Army that knew BTS when they first came out was aware of his solo music when it first came out. The ones who know about the song is the ones who's getting into BTS now because it comes up and they discover it that he had that, you know, each of the members, a lot of them have put out solo songs. So we discover it faster than a person who knew about it and ignored it. I said, 18 million views? Are you nuts? This video clearly and song should have clearly had at least a billion views by now, period. And it's like, that's because people can't, because that's real hip-hop. That's what that is. That's what that is. It's like some people say that they like rap, but they like the pop, the poppy rap. And then there's people who's really into hip-hop who like all forms of rap. Rap comes in different forms. There is no one or the other. 
there's gangster rap, there's, you know, uh, more mellow rap, there's, uh, you know, a rap where it almost sounds like an R&B song, there's different forms of rap, and that is pure hip-hop, there is nothing, (laughs) there's no mix, that is pure hip-hop, and it's like, I'm gonna need you to, if you have not heard this song, or have not seen his early work before Mono. I'ma need you to look it up. Look it up. His early work before Mono. Mono they do have on Spotify. But his first mixtape needs to be on Spotify. Thank you. And all streaming platforms. Because the only thing that you can see. And he has music videos to these songs. Which is like, why is it not on on um, Spotify or anything? He has whole music videos for these songs with him in it. Hello, what 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 <laughs> what are we what's what's missing here? You know, so I I would love to see his first mixtape on Spotify. I really would. I would really like to see his um his mixtape on it, you know. And that that's that's that is his first mixtape, you know. He and let's talk about <laughs> some of the songs that he <laughs> that he's done. Let's talk about expensive girl for a second. Y'all gonna stop <laughs> coming at him for the fact that he made expensive girl. Now, when I first heard expensive girl, the first thing I thought was, I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like a Pharrell song. Cause I know that music and you know whatever. I was like, this sounds like a Pharrell song. I was like, Pharrell, like, but oh, I was like, then I found out it was like an, his own interpretation of a Pharrell girl. I mean, a Pharrell song, Lord. And when I heard it, and then I was reading lyrics, and I said, okay, he trying to get sexy with it, okay? I didn't find, listen, I didn't find anything wrong with that song, and everybody, like, you know, they, you know, make it feel embarrassed about making that song. Listen, he's a man. He's a man. And it's like, am I mad at expensive girl? Absolutely not. You know, if I was to ever meet him, I might even ask him to sing it to me. They'd be like, you have any special requests? Is something that you would like to hear from him? I'd be like, um, can I get an acoustic version of Expensive Girl? <laughs> I'd be like, can I get in school? I'm sorry, but that song, I was like, yo... It does not bother me, not one bit. I'm sorry, I don't care what he says in it. It doesn't, and it's like he's a man. It, but are we surprised by this? Like, no, the song is not kid friendly. It's not. But it's like, is it that ridiculous? It really isn't. And it's like, what part of that song made it? You know, people are like, oh my gosh, he made expensive. Crap. Like, what is it about the song that people get so crazy about it for? I I don't know, but I'm telling you. Um, I would love for him to do an acoustic version of this. (laughs) 
content of that song. I really would. I wouldn't even be mad at that. I'm sorry. I really wouldn't. You know, but I love the fact that, you know, over the years he's, you know, dabbled in different things and, and worked with different people. And that's why I'm looking forward to what his sound is going to be now. I mean, he already came out with Sexy Newcomb. And I'm like, listen, I would love to see all of the BTS members come out with songs that fit their persona, you know, that fit them now. You know, um, they are grown-ups, whole adults, so do I expect them to still talk about, you know, younger issues? No, I don't. I expect them to talk about things that they themselves are experiencing now. That's how you're true to yourself as an artist, by talking about the things that's affecting you. You know, by talking about things that's affecting you. So... I definitely look forward to what his sound is going to be now. And are we getting an acoustic version? (laughs) I'm terrible. Oh, man. But I do, you know, look forward to what he's going to put out. You know, he did say in his live that his album, you know, it may come out before the end of the year. I'm like, oh, there might be some pushback. I don't know why, you know, but I'm pretty sure, like I said before, um, he's a person that knows how to, you know, express himself with words and seeing him express himself during the Festa dinner probably wasn't easy, you know, and any time that he's had a live and he told us, you know, what was going on with him or that had to be like the bravest thing to say and you know, him being a K-pop idol and artist and really talking about real issues. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, sometimes the K-pop industry doesn't allow you to be a real person, you know, like really express yourself as an adult as you're getting older. So for them, for him especially, to be able to express himself, I'm like, it's pretty bad, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty hard to watch, because I knew, and I always wondered, like I said before, I always wondered, how are they doing now, because I know as they get older, and they've been in the industry longer, and their success is growing more and more and more each day, how are they actually doing, you know, and I always wondered that, especially him. I'm pretty sure the pressure on him was more than the others because he's the leader. So, you know, taking on that role and doing it well without falling apart in front of people is, you know, difficult because I'm pretty sure there's been situations where, you know, he might have been frustrated or might have been you know, didn't know what to say, but he, you know, pulled himself together and, and represented the group and in, in the best way that he can and anybody can in that situation. So I definitely commend him for that. You know, being the leader is probably not easy at all. And, you know, like, uh, 
it was said, they wouldn't have, he felt like they wouldn't have gotten to where they are without him, you know, being the leader. Like, that's true. Each one of them played a vital role in the success of the group. And him being the leader definitely played a role in that success. You know, a significant role in, in their success. You know, having to translate when the members couldn't speak English and knowing exactly what reporters are asking and what they're insinuating and knowing how to answer those questions without creating some controversy when it comes to like some other artist or anything and he knows how to do that well you know speaking of you know doing well like um they need to close all the gyms in uh korea all of them south korea they need to close them all just close the gym this man <laughs> let's talk about that of course I'm going to talk about this. This is RM. You can't have an RM talk without talking about the above man that he is. It's like when you see him, you're like, whew, that's a man. I mean, is there any other comment that you can make? Oh, yes, he's talented. Yes, we know. We know he's great rapper we know he's a great lyricist we know he's a great writer we know he's a great leader but you look at him the first thing you think of whoo that is a man right there that's my initial thought like yeah that's a, that's a man right there and it's now you know he's working out and he's letting us see the fact that he works out and it's like sir he really it's like, you already got army all crazy. Now you just want to drive them insane. Then you want to post post-workout selfies of you sweating and your hair long and shorts and tank tops and all this other stuff. It's like, y'all trying to have army just have a whole meltdown here. You know army's already, you know, crazy when it comes to you all. And now you just want to just stir the pot because you are well aware of how armies feel about you so you just want to just stir the pot and it's like every time I see him I'm like jeez that's a man like that's why he's my bias record and I've accepted that because I've always had a fondness for the rap line you know all three of them like I said, he was the first member that I noticed, you know, for a lot of reasons. I was like, oh, you know, so I was like, okay, oh, he has a, you know, good stage presence, especially the first live performances I saw them uh, sing on shows like they were on Jimmy Kimmel and, and Ellen, and they did mic drop. And so when he comes and he comes and he's standing there, he's doing his verse, and it's like, wow, he has a real stage presence. That's what I thought. And, and now it's just like, sir, you are doing way too much. And then they release the uh, behind the scenes of him shooting um, Sexy Nuka. And it's like, oh boy, those buttons. <laughs> they got the meme out. Like, this meme was made for you with the, somebody closing the buttons of the shirt. <laughs> and... 
I say, well, that is a man right there. That that's that's all I'm gonna say on that. That is a man. Yes, that's what I thought. Like, it's like whoever ends up with him, you're one lucky person because, who, that is a man. Mm-hmm. But we need to, like I said, just appreciate all of him. Not just his buffness. And everybody like, ooh, his chest. And yeah, we see it. And he's showing it to us. So we not being, you know, perverted and sexualized. And he's showing it to us. Relax. <laughs> Relax. He's showing it to us. He wants us to see this. Like, we see, you know, we see the gains. We see the muscles. And then the behind the scenes of... The LA, you know, the, the the permission to dance on stage, which I have to watch on Disney, which I, I definitely am going to do that. Um, and, you know, I seen some of the pictures. I said, no, they are not showing this man with no jacket on. We didn't need to. Oh, boy. I thought Disney, you were supposed to be a safe zone. You are not. They, they got behind the scenes of them backstage. I don't need. Mm. Like, did we? Okay. I see where this is going. Okay. This is, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. But like I said, I, I appreciate everything about Ryan. And especially his love for the arts and culture. And love the fact that he just loves the little things in life and he knows how to enjoy just nature and culture and art and it's like I bet his home looks like a a museum you know he appreciates the arts and now he's the voiceover for an exhibit and it's like who else would they get can you imagine going into a museum and you have a voice art guide and it's RM it's like (sighs) is that not the best combination ever I bet that'll drive the people to the museums just to hear them you know but what I like about him is, is that he makes you sit and appreciate a lot of things, you know, they have a term called Namjoonin, and that means just, you know, enjoying the simple things in life, you know, enjoying nature, hanging out with your friends, do things that makes you happy, you know, and his love of bikes and stuff, and I said, I tell you, if I ever get to South Korea, that's what I'm doing there, it's going Namjoonin, like, just enjoying the things, you know, if I go to another country like that, just enjoying the little things about it. I don't want to just do just the touristy stuff, which, you know, I would hit the tourist attractions, but it's like, I want to, you know, enjoy just the little stuff, you know, take a bike, ride by the river, something I used to do when I was younger, you know, going bike riding and riding different places. It's, It's something I haven't done in so long. It's like, that's what I would like to do, you know, watching him and, and watching him enjoy when he went on his trip to Europe and and just seeing his appreciation for uh, different art and artists 
and uh, you know putting it on his Instagram that's why I like his Instagram it's like it he shows us like his interest and how he just enjoys just the little stuff you know as big of an artist as he is and he still just enjoys the little things in life and that make and that brings him joy I wonder where his love of art, you know, came from. It's something that, you know, he discovered on his own. Is his parents like that? Or is it something that he, he like I said, like he, he got into as a young kid, you know, being, you know, curious and learning about things? That's why I wonder, like, where his love of art originated. I would love to hear that story. Instead of the story of how did you learn English, I would love to hear, you know, maybe all the armies know, um, but I would love to hear uh, the origin of where his love of art came, you know, started. When did his love of art start, you know, began for him? And I love the fact that he appreciates other, you know, artists as well, you know, other uh, singers, rappers, and stuff, and he showcased that, you know, a lot with his Instagram stories, or, you know, he tells it in the live or anything, I just appreciate the man that he is, and the role that he's taken, you know, the difficult role that he's taken, and how he's done so well for these past, you know, ten, almost 10 years, being the leader and having the spotlight on you while trying to be the leader of this group and making the speeches that he made about, you know, love yourself at the UN when he went there the first time and the rest of BTS is behind him and, you know, looking so proud and just when he speaks and then it's so crazy is that people have been making edits <laughs> calling him president for so long and even had like a picket when they went to another country for their concert where it looks like he's presidential and so when they actually went to the White House and he's talking you know in front of the press you know in the press room of the White House and it's like uh Fan art becomes real life. <laughs> He's standing there at the podium, and it's like, you know, and even when they have the pitches, you know, each one of the pitches individually in front of the White House, and it's like, it looks like he belonged there, you know. I know one day, you know, he's so talented in what he does, and I feel like. If there's ever a time where he stopped being BTS or he still wants to be a part of the music industry, I feel like he would definitely be um, a person who could run a record company, a successful one, because he knows, you know, he's been through it and he's professional that way and knows what it takes without... um, being harsh about it and he knows you know when it comes to writing lyrics and he understands music and musicality he understands expressing yourself 
and things. And I, I see him as the head of a music company as he gets old. I, I see that. Or the head of an art gallery. <laughs> One of the two or both. If he don't want to pursue music anymore or, or you know, don't want to be a part of the music industry itself anymore, I would see him as, like, um, um, like a, a contributor to, like, the arts or something like that, you know, a sponsor or, you know, a patron of the arts, and I would see him involved in that, too, so one or the other, or both, you know, um, I, I look forward to his solo work and what, you know, what his sound is now, I did not forget his birthday, I did post on Weverse for him too, I did, wait, did I, oh no, (laughs) oh no, no, I think I did, I think I did, I know I posted for JK. Oh no, please tell me I didn't forget to post for him. But I didn't forget his birthday, that's for sure. And I was listening to his music and just, you know, watching videos about him and seeing everybody's appreciation for him. And that's one thing I love to see, the fact that the other members appreciate him so much. Like even Jen, who's older and did not take on, you know, did not have the role of the leader, and he respects RM so much. Even said, you know, when they was getting ready for the Grammys, like they can't, he can't do anything without him. And I'm like, that is a true leader, you know, where your members truly respect you, and they respect him, you know. They know when he's having a hard time, or they know where, you know, he's getting it rougher than than the rougher than the rest of them. You know, they even acknowledge that in Bon Voyage Four, where there's some there was some point where he couldn't do something. I think when they were going to ride bikes, they were going somewhere, and he had to stay back to finish work. So he was in a trailer, and it's like he just looked frustrated as hell. So I'm pretty sure, you know, being the leader all these years of this big group. Especially when they really start to blow up. It's like the pressure had to be on. But he has done it so gracefully. So we are going to continue to support RM and everything that he does. Let him know all the time that he is the best leader that anybody could ever ask for. And if any time that he feels... He doesn't feel sure of himself or whatever. It's just like lean on us. You know how many army and and fans love you? You, definitely. It's like no matter what happens, no matter how you're feeling, just know, like you tell us. Tell us, you know, lean on BTS. If we can make your day um, even 1% happier than you felt, then you know, lean on us, and it's like, the same could be said to you, that if you're ever having a hard time, and, you know, you're going through a rough time, just think of ARMY, and just know that there's somebody who, you know, who's out there, no matter how far or how near that they are, who's rooting for you, 
all the time. And who wants to see you shine and wants the best for you as well. It's like flip your own words and that's us to you. He showed, you know, his speech about loving yourself. Just everything that he stands for. And it's like, it's, it's, you know, slowly I'm starting to listen to those words myself. And, you know, it's hard at times. But slowly I'm starting to listen to myself. You know, I'm getting so many inspirations just watching them and it's awakened things in me that I've um, kind of buried you know my interest in it's interest nothing else <laughs> but it's interest that I, I had growing up in and I kind of put those things aside to go the safe route of you know just having a regular job or doing regular things wasn't where my passion lied at all. Wasn't. But watching him and watching him and you know hearing his words, some cows comforting. You know, and I want him to know that fans out there, he, it, we are, we can be that for him as well when he's having a hard time. Just think about all the people that love him. You know, before his birthday. You know, every year they, they, you know, display how much they love him and all the work they wish him and all the displays and all the charities that people donate in his honor and all the, the different things that people do when it comes to him or any of the members. It's like, you are loved, sir, so much. It's like, don't ever forget that. I know things get rough and things don't, you know, it it seems, you know, really bad at the moment, but just know that you have millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people who are rooting for you and who always want to see you happy. And don't let nobody tease you about not having a driver's license. I don't have a driver's license either, and I'm older than you. So, not that much older, but I'm just saying I'm older than you, and I don't have a driver's license. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. You just don't get one, you know? It has nothing to do with you don't want to drive or whatever. I live in New York where it's, you know, I live in in the city where parking, it's, like, impossible. Nobody in my family had a car, so it was like there was no rush to get a driver's license. I would just have a license collecting dust and me renewing it for no reason. I'm not using it, so... But of course, I'm going to get my driver's license. But it's like, don't let nobody tease you about not having a license. If you want to ride your bike, that is fine. You know, it's it's fine either way. You know, only get it if it's something that you really, really want. I'm saying it's like he's going to hear this. He's not going to hear this, but I'm just saying. But we're not going to tease him anymore about not having a license. So, Army, just calm down with that. We are not going to tease him anymore about making expensive, girl. I am waiting for the acoustic version of that. Thank you very much. 
we are going to appreciate you know him as a leader and know and be behind him because being a part of the biggest band in the world like I said it's not easy and it definitely probably hasn't been easy on him so no matter what you are loved you we fully support you I fully support you and I look forward to seeing you again I saw you in Vegas and I was screaming like oh my gosh that's RM and I couldn't believe it I was floored like oh my gosh that is really him that's really him so I look forward to seeing you again maybe next time it'll be in South Korea maybe you know I get over there for that um but that is the end of my podcast for today if you are still here i thank you for listening wherever you are if you want let me know where you are where you're listening um don't be afraid to talk to me i'm an easy person to talk to (laughs) and um definitely catch me in the next one which will be coming out very soon where we're gonna just chat about uh something that maybe you know I'm like I said I'm still pretty new to the fandom but I feel like some of these things should be talked about a lot more and that's gonna be the topic so it's like going down uh the road of bts history and some things there that i saw that i appreciated and i wonder did armies appreciate it as much i mean i know they did but it's like let's 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 chat about it let's talk about those things you know we love what's going on now but i i do want to reminisce about some of the things that i saw in bts history that just took me out so look forward to that episode which will be coming out very soon i'm gonna overload you with my voice you're gonna hate me (laughs) but definitely i thank you for listening and i thank you for um being a part of my little my not my little but my i was about to say my little family of of listeners um i'm still growing I'm still new, but still growing. And like I said, we're going to support the the guys. And to RM, I hope you had a very happy birthday. And just know that you are loved by everyone. All of us who love you. You know, like, I, and I'm listening to you. I'm going to ignore the haters. Because they be saying some stuff. But I'm just going to ignore the haters. And we're going to ignore anything that we've seen recently. And that's all I'm going to say on that. We are definitely going to ignore it. Because we all know. Anybody knows. Why things all of a sudden are popping up. And what's the reasons behind it. You know it. And it's not about not accepting. It's about none of it makes sense. I'm going to need you to put your thinking cap on. And keep, you know, nothing makes sense here. It doesn't make sense anymore. And I saw the latest and that is not who you think it is. So there's that. It's not. If you know your boy, you should know that's not him at all. 
not even close. I knew it too as I saw. I was like, mm, nope, not him. Nope. Anyway. So you keep believing what you want, and that's that's and then you have to see the motive of what the person said of why they put this out. Because it's in the description. But anyway, on that note, we're gonna end it right there. And I'll be back soon. Again, hit me up on my website, thevelvety.com. Hit that follow button if you want to get notified of my next episodes. And I thank you for listening. I really do. I really appreciate it. And I catch you in the next one. Until then, later, people.